it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known to some of you as DJ Soundwave. Thank you for checking out the show. I appreciate it. Go check out my latest mix on Mixcloud, as well as all the episodes of the show. And I uh, got a lot of good feedback on there. The mix features songs from past guests on the show, as well as a couple others that have never been on there, like from Gangstar, Public Enemy, and anybody, you know, that's in that mix that it's not on the show before, you're welcome to come on here. Chuck, whenever you want to come on, the door is always open. All right. I uh, want to give a big shout to my man, Guy Grams. If you did not listen to the last episode, I encourage you to go check it out and check out one of Baltimore's finest, Guy Grams. Check out his music on GuyGramsMusic.com. Had a great time talking to him. Played some new songs from him. His new album, War Metals, is on its way out soon. So definitely check for the one and only Guy Grams and listen to that episode. Today's episode here, man, I'm excited to talk about this one. One of my all-time favorite underground MCs. Every year on Halloween, I probably play at least one or two of his songs just to get in that mood. The Hitchcock of hip-hop, Michael Myers, is on the Infinite Banter podcast today. We'll play some new songs from him. Just really excited to have talked to him. He's just one of my favorites uh, coming up in the early 2000s. His run of good records that came out, and he's still doing his thing now. And he's got a remix album of that classic, It's Been a Long Time Coming, that's going to come out later this year. 20 years that album has been out and that's one of my all-time favorite records if you've not heard it go to Bandcamp, check out michael myers discography and if you're not sure which one to play first go to that one it's been a long time coming definitely one of the all-time great hip-hop records all right before we get into talking to michael myers and playing some of his songs let's go ahead and get this show started infinite banter podcast you can find on all digital platforms like i mentioned mixcloud google podcast iHeartRadio, spotify itunes google play stitcher Castbox, your usual places all digital platforms follow the show on twitter at infinite banter on instagram at infinite banter podcast facebook at infinite banter and as i said before on youtube i've been posting little clips from past guests that have been on the show so you'll even see the guy grams when they're already up if you go to youtube and just search for infinite banter you will find clips from past guests that have been on the show and uh, links to their sites on youtube so you can find out more about them that's why i do this show it's to promote and to give people an ear for maybe something they would never know about so that's the whole point of this so i hope you guys listen to this and you seek out these artists or check out that wrestler you didn't hear about before or go check out that movie that I mentioned, whatever. That's the whole reason why I do this. Talk about stuff I like and to promote things that maybe don't get the notoriety that they deserve. All right, without further ado, let's get in this. Let's talk to Michael Myers. Man, I had a blast talking to him. I can't wait to bring this to you. But before we do that, the king from Queens always kicks off the show. DMC, let them know what they're listening to. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be infinite banter. All right, before we talk to Michael Myers, let's go ahead and play a song of his. I'd like to do that before we talk to anybody. Play a song, get you guys acclimated who we're talking to and who this person is. So right now we're going to play one of his songs from his album, Focus. This is called Viruses. A very fitting title for the era we're living in now. And we talk about it within the interview. So you like this song, you hear him talk about that song, Viruses, as well. There's a video for it also, so check that out. But here we are with Michael Myers. This is Viruses off his album, Focus, which is on Bandcamp. I found it on there, copy. It. Go check out all his music on bandcamp.com. Search Michael Myers. But here we are with Michael Myers from his album Focus. This is Viruses on the Infinite Banter Podcast. 
I got a bad attitude just like with rockets. I spit heat rocks to turn your body to a car. Cause I'm one of the smartest underground artists. Don't get me started, man. My style is the darkest. Yo, I'm colder than the winter in Moscow. Been doing this too long, dog, to get knocked down. I'm sick with the pen. I spit diphtheria. This shit I write is kind of like bacteria. Yo, I get infectious when I wreck shit. Should've learned a long time ago, man, I'm not to be messed with. When I'm on stage, it's kind of like contagion. I spit shit and spread it throughout the nation. Better yet, I spread it throughout the globe. There's a million ways to die. The most deadliest is the foe. The DJ scratched like he got psoriasis. I don't spit rhymes on me, I spit Banner Radio, the dopest podcast for that ass. And I'm Cool Kim, aka NYOLA Ideal, with that demo music. Yeah. Are you tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast? I am Mark Jolliffe, aka DJ Soundwave, and I'm mad hyped to have on my guest right here. One of the illest MCs straight from Los Angeles. You heard him on classic albums like It's Been a Long Time Coming, The Second Coming, Iron Mike, Focus, to name a few. The Hitchcock of hip hop, the one and only Michael Myers is on the Infinite Banter Podcast. What's up, man? What's good, man? How you been, bro? Been good, been good, man. Long time fan. So much to talk to you about. For heads who are listening who haven't maybe been familiar with your work, 
Talk about how you got your start in hip hop, man. You know, just doing the regular thing back in the days, man. Back in the, the early '90s, man, just trying to, you know, fill out that hip hop vibe, that b boy vibe, man. And had the opportunity of getting up to the uh, world famous Wake Up Show with uh, King Tech and Sway um, and DJ Revolution, man, and just you know, getting my freestyles there, man. Your ciphers, your, your open mics, your, your clubs, your shows. Uh, in LA, and then late '90s was my time. Was able to, you know, start putting records out, and then by 2000, I put out the first record. It's been a long time coming, so it's been a, it's been a, it's been a quick 20 years, man. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been moving though. Yeah, I can't believe that album. I mean, for those listening, go check out It's Been a Long Time Coming, one of the all-time great records. And you said you've got a, a 20th anniversary remix album coming out. Yes, because of COVID, man, it kind of got pushed back a little bit, but uh, it's almost done. Uh, just kind of getting down to the last little mixes and mastering now, but it uh, should be out in about a couple of days to a month at the, at the latest. But it should be coming out before the year's out, that's definitely for sure. And is every track going to get remixed? Is it to select uh, songs on the album? Oh uh, yeah, all of them. All of them will be remixed except for um, maybe one or two that just I just didn't want to try to recreate. It's all of them are done. It's even some some stuff that that didn't make the album that'll be on it, uh, and then a couple like B sides that came out either just uh, when I put the singles out that weren't on the album, or singles that I put out just before the album came out. Like that World War joint, maybe something like that. Right, yeah, World War One to be on it. I got a couple of joints I'm gonna put on it too. A song called "Introducing the Illis," which was actually like the first, my first 12 inch. That'll be on it. Uh, the original version of um, the joint I did with AG, um, we did a version that um, my man King Ahmed did. For whatever reason, we didn't use it. I don't even remember why we didn't use it on the original record. Uh, but. Uh, straight dirt, uh, something I recorded in D and D. We're using that version for this. Wow! And you did a couple songs at D and D, right? That had to be quite an experience to be in that environment and that, you know, to produce and have songs made there. Yeah, I did. Um, Who wants to be an MC there? And um, straight dirt, I did there. Uh, I did want to be an MC. I did that in um, in Premier's room at the time. I remember um, when I got to D and D, the first day I did the joint with AG, and then the second day I came back with Freddie Fox, and he was like, nah, we're going to Preem's room. So he called Premier up. Wow. Premier knew who I was. I had opened up for Gangstar when they came to L.A. So Premier was a fan I didn't know at the time and uh, gave me his blessings, and uh, we went in and recorded that joint. Man, that's history right there. I mean, what was it like being in there? Did Did you feel like you were on, like, uh, hollowed ground? You know what I mean? Like, to be in that studio? Yeah, it, definitely, man. It was like, um, it was like being... It's kind of like being at the motherland, you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of records that I, I grew up idolizing was recorded in that space. And um, just to be in that room uh, while I was there, a lot of stuff that probably people don't know. Like while I was there, uh, DJ Evil D came through uh, because I was in town. He was a fan. So I got to, you know, chop it up with him, Buckshot, some of my, some people that, like I said, I idolized as a kid. And, um, had a chance to kind of be in their space and kind of, you know, swap war stories, man. It was uh, it was an experience, to say the least. Yeah, other than like Chung King, that's probably like next on the list of all-time classic, legendary places to record a hip-hop joint. Yeah, definitely. Like when I've toured in different cities and different countries, man, I've always tried to go to uh, spaces that were like their landmark. You know, places like, you know, I'd like to go to Electric Lady Studios and, you know, be on Abbey Road in London. You know what I'm saying? Just all different kind of places I'd like to be, you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm yeah, when I go on a tour, man, I'm like literally a tourist. So I like to go to, you know, different um 
spaces and landmarks and whatever and kind of be in that space. I can't even overlook, you talked about opening for Gangstar. What was it like just being on tour with those guys and name some of the other groups that you've been on a tour with or done shows with? That was that was incredible because I was a super duper Gangstar fan, man. So even having the opportunity to open up for them dudes was like, was like you know the pinnacle of of the bucket list like that was that was one of the things um i got a chance to kind of really chop it up with guru before he passed man it was real good um he became a real good mentor too man got to open up for them open up for uh, the bootcamp click uh epmd uh jay ruda damager the alcoholics uh the beat nuts you name it, man. I probably opened up for everybody, man. Jay-Z, early on in his career. Yeah. Right around the Reasonable Doubt days. Nas, you name it, man. I probably done it. You've been to Chicago here? I'm sure you must have one time or another. Yeah, I used to be um, I used to be real uh, in touch with a cat named Venom that was out there in the early 90s. He brought me out years ago. I think the scariest I've ever been when I was in the racing projects. Oh, jeez, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I got Wait, Michael Myers is scared. That's not possible. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Whoa. You do it the other way around, right? <laughs> yeah, the L.A. kid, man, I had my hat to the side. They were like, nah, you can't wear it like that, bro. And I'm out here. And I was like, all right, but I'll just take it off. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been to Chicago a few times, man. That's some people from out there, man. Venom, a couple other cats out there. I met uh, Twister out there and passing through uh, a young Kanye West out there, Common. Man, and hopefully, you know, when this COVID stuff goes goes away, you can go back to doing shows in different cities and such. Man, you brought up Freddie Fox, that wannabe and MC, and you sent me the remix, and we'll play that remix in a podcast. Freddie Fox is just like intense on the mic. What's it like working with him? Uh, it was it was dope, man. Like, um, you know, I was a big, big fan of his from back in the days, and so just the, even the fact that he would even give a young dude a chance, I thought was dope. He, he's intense as a person too, man. He's like a presence, like he got a, you know, <laughs> he got an aura about right. him. You know what I'm saying? But just, you know, chopping up with him over the years, man, him, he gave me some real good advice early on, man, about uh, publishing and, and things of that nature, man. So I like shout out to him for even opening my mind to, you know, be business minded back then, you know, and that was some 20 some odd years ago. So, uh, but he's a, he's a cool person, man. He's always been down to help be helpful, always lending advice, man. So I, you know, big respect for him and you talked about the remix album any surprises about maybe producers that might be working on it that you could uh, tell us or trying to keep it on the low yeah i'm gonna try to keep it on the low but i will say like um back before dilla passed away when he first moved to la i i actually met dilla back when he was working with the far side he gave me a beat cd back then and um i had to get the blessing of my dukes and, and my man who passed away dave new york uh, if I can use a couple. So I might use a couple of those joints. Wow. Um, Look for that. So If it so happens. <laughs> it'll be dope. It's, it's going to be done in like a, like a mixtape style. So it's not like, there'll be, there'll be like some songs where it's just, you know, just me rocking over the instrumental. Like there's like, when I do Immaculate, one of the original MCs that was on it won't be on this one. But I mean, it, it'll be, I'm going to make it worth everybody's while though. It's going to be dope. Man, I cannot wait to hear that. And that album, you know, it's still 20 years later. It's still just as great as it was back then. One of my favorite songs is Killing Spree, of course. I think if I'm introducing Michael Myers to somebody, I think that's a song I'm like, here, listen to this. You get ready you know <laughs> talk about that record that's man. right oh that record man um to be honest it was like one of the first it was on one of my original demos man when i first did like a first time i ever went in the studio uh so I, like that song was rewritten i don't know five six different times but uh the version that made the record was like the one that i like it it, it worked it felt like the magic was there and um, it was something that i felt like represented who i was and and the style that i was using at the time so i was really really you know that was one of the joints that I pushed for to be on the 12 inch. 
And one of my other favorite songs in there, I played it a lot back then with Planet Asia, Everyday Ritual, another classic from that record, man. I Again, I, I could talk about the album all day, but talk about working with Planet Asia. Uh, Planet's my guy, man. Um, I met him back then. Uh, he was, you know, Kid and Fresno, he was coming up, he's putting 12 inches out around that time. And um, I thought it would be a good look to have somebody from the Bay, or at least from, you know, the, the other side of the, the other, the other end of the coast to other uh, stating rather uh, to be in there. I know Fresno, not really the Bay, but he was coming up at the time. I didn't, I didn't know Rasco at the time. We ended up working up years later, but it was dope, man. It was he came down to the studio in L.A. I think he just moved to L.A. at the time, and we kind of, kind of got to build, you know, a, you know, a twenty-year relationship at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like I met him, we sat in the studio, we chopped it up, we wrote it on the spot. Back when you could do that thing, we used to be in the studio at the same time. Right. And um, it, it came out dope. I think that's why the, the record came out so dope. We was organically there together. We wrote it together and it uh, came together. That's actually a good question I should ask you. Like nowadays, you know, a lot of people just send emails and, and send files over. How is it like that now? Is it different? I mean, obviously, there's some pros and cons to it. But with, and with COVID, it's impossible probably to do things in person. But uh, what's the difference now versus then? How do you like it? What are some of the, oh, the benefits? I mean, for, for me, it's just- it's a sign of the times, you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 one of those things where technology has made it real easy for you know people to have studios and houses and you know and not back when I started, man, you had to go buy a two inch reel and you had to stripe it and you had to do yeah. all these different things. <laughs> and you know it took a, it took a long time just for the process, you know, for you to be in the studio. So so yeah, like you said, it's got its pros and its cons. Like it's cool, you know what I'm saying? I typically don't really do. Uh, features with people that I really don't know. Like I gotta, it's gotta be something about you that I like if I don't know you right off the top. But every feature that I've ever had on an album is like a relationship that I have with the person that people probably don't know about. You know what I mean? Right. So, so like anything you've heard since, you know, the second coming, it had a feature on it. It was somebody that I either toured with or I chopped it up with. And it was something that we planned over a course of time. And even if they just sent me the verse, you know what I'm saying? It was still a relationship that was there. So uh, that's just me. But, you know, like I said, like you said, it's, it's pros and cons to it, but uh, it's more pros than cons, though. Right. And I got to give a shout to my guy, DJ Real One, because he put me on to your music back then. He wanted me to ask you about Ill Boogie Records. Like, what was it like being on that label? There's so many good artists like Akbar and Styles of Beyond did stuff for them. Talk about working with Ill Boogie and how you got uh, signed with them. Uh, it was dope, man. Um, just to give you a little history, like, I was actually signed to A&M Records back in 96. And, um... It was a little, they had a boutique label called Perspective Records. I believe that um, Young Z was on that label, a couple other people, man. Um, but uh, they folded. I never get a, got a chance to release music for it. And I was kind of looking for a deal for a minute. And I ran into DJ Rep Maddox from the World Famous Beat Junkies and Visionaries at a record store. He was asking what I was doing now. I was like, yeah, man, I don't know. This whole rap thing ain't working out. I might do, move on to something else. He's like, oh, you should try my guy at the time. It was called Blackberry Records. Right. And uh, he sent me over there. He was like, he don't really have any artists yet, so this will be a good time to see if, you know, he's trying to do that. So I went, sat with him in a dusty room in Burbank, California, man. And I think three minutes into the first song, he, he handed me a contract. <laughs> so um, it, is. <laughs> it was it was dope. And I think I opened the door for, you know, the other artists like Akbar and then later on Styles Beyond stuff like that. So uh, it was an experience, man. I mean, you know, 
If we had to do it all over again, we probably would have did things differently. I think for a debut record, it made a pretty good impact being that it was independent. Yeah, without a doubt. Ill Boogie, I mean, back in like 2000s, you know, any hip hop heads out there, a lot of underground stuff, you saw that label and you just knew that you had some heat coming. You knew it was going to be like a really right. good record coming. So they definitely had that quality material. The thing yeah. I knew of them was just beat records they did. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was like, hell, the worst they can tell me is no. So I'll, I'll try it out, see what's up. Yeah, <laughs> it worked that. out. <laughs> and of course i have to ask about you know the horror genre aspect to your joints i mean i'm a big horror fan i grew up on freddie and jason and michael myers of course some of the classics uh how did you get into do you i'm, I'm assuming you're obviously a big horror fan but like you know what are some of your favorite movies characters and how did you get into incorporating that into your style it was weird man because like when i first started rhyming i was probably more chuck d than i am what i am now but it was something that scarface said in a record for the ghetto boys called Mind of a Lunatic. Uh, he said, something clicked in my head, visions of bodies in plastic. Just that whole song, it was so visual to me. Yeah. And I was a big slasher film fan at the time anyway, so it just made sense. And then uh, once I, I took on the name Michael Myers, it just it all kind of made sense to kind of incorporate that. But I feel like I'm more probably, not more horror than I am suspense. So I'm more Hitchcock than I am right. Michael Myers, but my birth name is Michael and my birthday is Halloween, so it all kind of makes sense. Oh, man. See, I didn't know that. I just learned something. <laughs> that makes total sense, man. <laughs> right. So that that was the reason for the name. I didn't always spell it the way I spell it now, but um, it just the, the Mike Kill just kind of, it, it was dope. I thought the way it looked, um, like it definitely stood out, like on a record stand, it stood out. So that's why I chose Mike Kill, plus it's short for Mike Skills, and you know, just I was just a play on words, right. but it was I thought it was dope. It kind of the history of the name and the style behind it. And what's your favorite Hitchcock movie? I mean, Cycle's the obvious one, but I always like North by Northwest. Birds is a classic. Yeah, North by Northwest, Psycho, of course. Uh, Vertigo was dope. Yep. A uh, Family Plot was like surprisingly dope. Like you know, it, it, it didn't. I don't think it's one of his more popular ones, but. If you go back and kind of watch it, you can kind of see right. where a lot of people stole that style from. But I think I think North by Northwest and Vertigo are probably my two best up right behind Psycho. Yeah, Dial M for Murder is another one I remember. I mean, he has so Dial many. Dial M for Murder is dope. Rear Window. I almost called my second album that. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to call it that. I should have. And then, you know, years later, I think Eminem used it. But I was going to do a whole Hitchcock theme. The reason why, like, the, the record cover for the second coming was a Hitchcock theme. I was really going to play into that. And so I was going to do a song off of every movie he ever did. Man. And I just decided, and I thought it was like, it was overkill. I just, I just wasn't confident with the idea. So, but I did go with the psycho in the back and the Hitchcock right. remake of a Hitchcock picture. Yeah. And rear window works. I mean, everybody's stuck in their house. We're all looking out the window, trying to see some crazy shit happening. Right. So. <laughs> right. I might have to revisit that idea as we speak. Man. Yeah. Dowling for murder. That's a Hitchcock movie that nobody really talks about. So I think that'd be really cool to do that one. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird that people don't really talk about that that movie as much as the others. Talking about, you know, some of the slasher films, obviously you're a fan of Michael Myers, I'd imagine, the Halloween flicks. I love the, not necessarily a remake, but when they brought it back a few years ago and brought back Jamie Lee Curtis, they kind of resurrected that, that original feel for the Halloween franchise. Right, yeah, it was it was, it was was dope, especially the Rob Zombie remakes, remake was really dope, I thought. I actually met Rob. You know, he knew who I was and he knew my name or whatever. And uh, I had some issues in the past with New Line Cinema with the name as as I started to you know go further in my career. And um, so, but Rob kind of gave me his blessing or whatever because I think I used the I used the Halloween theme music for uh, the intro to one of my records, Charles Joe. 
Oh, that's cool that he was able to do that. I was going to ask you if you got any uh, any heat from. Obviously, you spelled the name differently, so it's not like you're taking the name completely. But yeah, I was wondering if you got any heat. Yeah, from that. I think yeah, I've been I've been I've been a couple of times I've been getting letters of cease and desist or whatever, and we kind of figure things out based on um, because of the spelling of my name and um, and things of that nature. So it was like early on it was an issue, and then once I kind of went with the Mike Hill, everything kind of you know, kind of fell to the wayside, but I did use the sample a couple of times. So that came up, but I, I was able to get it clear. So it was all good. Right. I'm going to play the song later in the podcast, Venus Flytrap. I was watching a video for that and you got the Lucille bat. So obviously I'm assuming you're a Walking right. Dead fan. And then of course there's a lot of Saw references in there. Talk about that song and that video. And are you a big Walking Dead fan? I'm a geek about Walking Dead. Yes. I w- I'll say this. I, the first four seasons, I was like mad. I was, yeah. I, was, I was addicted like everybody else. I fell off after that, but I've revisited it since. Uh, yeah, I thought it was dope. That whole song kind of came about literally because I was watching Saw and I thought it was dope. I hadn't seen it in a while. Like, Damn, the movie's really dope. I forgot how dope this movie was. And um, the hat part from the Venus Flytrap that I took just kind of resonated to me. And I was like, man, if I can make it into a song, this would be dope. So I kind of went to the lab. I started working on some tracks and that was kind of what I came up with. And then it just, it just fit, man. It just kind of worked. And then the video, I definitely wanted to make, play homage to the reference that I used. Right. So it just, it just made sense to do it the way I did it. So it kind of worked out. And then another joint from the album Focus, which that one is uh, featured on, is Viruses, which we'll also play in the podcast, which is, you know, for what's going on now, a song called Viruses makes sense. Uh, talk about that right, song, too, right. man. A lot of cool scratches on that one also. Yeah, it, it was uh, a song I did, you know, a year before the whole COVID thing came up. But I actually wrote that song when I was in Munich. I was in on tour. I think I was on a train or something, and I saw this dude coughing. And it made me think of that movie Outbreak. You might have saw uh, the, the first one, the first dude with COVID. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> So um, I saw it. I thought it'd be dope for me to use that reference as a, you know, kind of a metaphor. I got this track from Ill Mind. And it was just like literally like a couple months before he won that Grammy for the joint he did with Drake. And um, he sent me like a whole bunch of beats and I, that one kind of resonated to me. And um, I kind of finished the song Viruses to it and uh, we shot the video. And then literally like a year to the date that it came out, the COVID thing happened. <laughs> so Man. it got it got new life just based off of people making searches for different music that had virus in it. So um, shout out to the people looking for virus songs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I want to go back a little bit and talk about your second album, Second Coming, uh, the Hitchcock of Hip Hop. Some joints on there like Raw Shit and uh, Payback, some classics on there. Talk about that album because, of course, you're following up the one everybody talks about. Was there any pressure when you came out with that next record to try to recreate it or just do something different? Um, to be honest, man, I was uh, I didn't I wasn't crazy about the reviews that I got for It's Been a Long Time Coming at the time. So it was like everybody wanted a real hip hop record. I made one and then I got kind of slammed for it by the critics for Idiots. being overly, overly braggadocious or whatever for the time. And um, so I literally was like, all right, well, I'm gonna just, I'm not going to worry about what people think. I'm just going to make music I want to make that I want to hear. And uh, if you like it, cool. If you don't, you don't. You know what I mean? So, uh, but literally, man, I recorded that album in about two weeks. I was on tour at the time. It was, I want to say it was like June of 2001. And they were the record label. That's back then where you had to take time to put records out. <laughs> right, right. Um, so they were like, literally, man, you got a two-week window if you want to get it out by October 31st. 
uh, which is the day it came out. I went in, I think I did, what was the first single? I think the first single was Raw Shit. And um, I did that record first, of course, and then we put that out as a 12-inch uh, almost immediately. And then I want to say that was out by August. And then 9-11 happened. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then the music industry stopped Yeah. for about a month. And um, the record actually came out October 30th of 2001, it came out the same day as Michael Jackson's record and the same day as Eric Sermon's record. Wow. So my publicist at the time put out a press release. It was like the return of the mic. So because like Michael Jordan's first game with the Wizards was that night and Michael, jo- Michael Jackson's record came out and my record came out. So that was a big uh, play on whatever. And um, That's clever but though, it worked man. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked out. The timing worked out. It was probably my my. It, Everybody remembers this has been a long time coming, but I think the second coming was probably, it probably sold more records. Yeah, that makes sense. It made people feel, you know, they, they went back and they realized how good that first one was. And then second coming was out like, oh, I slept on this guy. Let me get the new album. And they went backwards and then they realized it's been a long time coming. It was another good record right. they slept on. Yeah. Yeah, it was super dark. The record was, uh, it was dark. It was, I was, it was a time where I was mad at the industry. Not really mad, but like just, I was really disappointed in the reviews that I got and um cause I really tried to stay true to you know b-boyism and, and hip-hop and it just you know I didn't it wasn't received the way I wanted it to be so um I wasn't happy with that so but I was happy with the record though so <laughs> it gave me the energy I needed to right to be to be dope and what was the first record you ever put out yeah it was a joint called uh soul searching it was on a immortal records compilation uh, featuring like Jurassic Five and Dilated Peoples, and it was you know one of those. I was at a cipher one time, went well. The person that owned the label was there and was like, "Yo, you should be on it." And they put me on it, and it worked out. And that was around what ninety five, something like that. Yeah, that was yeah, like early ninety five, summer ninety five, something like that. And talk about working with producers like uh, DJ Revolution and DJ Cheap Shot, who did a lot of work on that. It's been a long time coming. Two of the you know legends in the game starts producing and DJing. Yeah, like I said, I met Revolution at uh, the Wake Up Show, of course, back then, and we did a lot of work for my first, my second record. And Cheap Shot, I met. He used to own a, he used to be a DJ on a radio show, the college radio show back then. A place called uh, KUCI. And um, he was a big fan. He played records a lot. And he was like, yo, I do beats. And he sent me the beats. And I think I used like three or four of them on the first record. Okay. Do you have a favorite record you've ever done as far as full album or even just like one song? Like I was saying, Killing Street is probably the one I would, uh, if I had to introduce somebody. But is there an album or a song that you always think about that people should go to to first realize who Michael Myers is? Yeah, that's a hard question. Um I would say my favorite record was probably the second coming. Okay. Or or Focus or Me. <laughs> um, like I think they're all dope in their own right. It's just all really a matter of where I was right. mentally at the time. But if I had to play one record that was synonymous of my skill set and all that, it would probably be something off the second coming. Gotcha. Or maybe even the Killing Spree the remakes. Oh yeah, see there you go. I didn't even think of that. Like that probably was a that probably was the one where, like, I felt like I had, was trying to be creative and wordy and, you know, and, and, and metaphor 
metaphorical power and you know what I'm saying and, and, and delivery I was trying to encapsulate that all in that one song and um, I think I succeeded but that was kind of like the, the precursor to what the second coming became and then kind of where I'm at now and then I have to ask you what's your favorite all time horror flick I know you talked about Hitchcock movies but is there some other ones that maybe you wouldn't think about that Michael Myers is on or some classic ones that you're a fan of um, that's another good one man. And I always like stuff like I mean, the zombie you know, like, stuff like Night of the Living Dead was always one of my favorites and you know yeah Night of the Living Dead was dope I like the remake of that. I think right. like the Dawn of the Dead I like if you got the DVD you kind of got to see the behind the scenes stuff that they did with that which I thought was creative uh, I like all of the saws. I like all of the Halloweens except for Halloween three. I wasn't crazy about that one. Oh, that that one's still um, creepy though. That that song that that I, I can't do it off the top of my head right now. But that that little commercial they play where the kids will go crazy. They wear the pumpkin heads. Yeah, that song that creeped me out, man. I know it had nothing to do with Michael Myers, but it was creepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that um the um the Exorcist man kind of resonates too, especially the theme song. Um, yeah. But yeah, mostly like the, the the early '80s stuff. It's not too much that came out later that really like moved me, other than like the Rob Zombie versions of Halloween and then um, the Saws or whatever. But yeah, you know all your typical classics though they all kind of work. And of course, you like rom coms too, right? Michael Myers. I mean, it's not just <laughs> it's not just all horror right. flicks. No, I'm just messing with you. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, I dig a good flick every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm more of a suspense guy though, like. That's kind of my thing. I'm more I'm more Hitchcock or anything else. Like I used to, I still watch the like Twilight Zone and the Hitchcock Hour and stuff like that. Like those those were dope to me. That's why I think I really dig Jordan Peele stuff. Yeah, Real yeah. He you could tell he was. Stuff. Yeah, and I grew up on Tales from the Dark Side, and you know it's Twilight Zone too. And yeah, you could tell uh, Peele is definitely uh, inspired by a lot of that stuff, and he's working with the new Twilight Zone uh, redos now. So you, yeah, you're right. You could tell he's he's been kind of inspired by some of those old classic ways of suspense, not just gore and slash just for the sake of that. And there's really no story behind it, and no right. build up. Yeah, right. That's definitely facts. So talk about where people could find your music, connect with Michael Myers, so they can go out there and cop. You know, I, I got your album focus on Bandcamp, and it's one place you can find it, but let heads know where they could listen to Michael Myers' new music, past music, and everything else. Yeah, if you go to if you go to Bandcamp, man, it's uh, michaelmyers.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find my whole discography there. Um, if you go to my Instagram and go to the link that's in my bio, you go to my link tree, you have access to everything there. I got a book out that I wrote called... Um, the Michael Myers called me the song book. So I did an album called me a couple years ago. And it's all the lyrics that goes to it. And then like the stories behind the session and the ideas behind the samples and beats and, and collaborations and whatnot, um, which I thought would be a dope kind of behind the scenes. Look at how, you know, I kind of write rhymes and how I see music or whatever. Um, if you go to my link tree, though, you get all the links to like my band camp, my Spotify title, you know, all the stuff digitally. You go there, you got that. My website is michaelmyers.com. Catch me on Facebook at Michael Myers Music. So anywhere you, anywhere you see my name at, you can find me. And that remix album, you said there's not a date yet for it when it comes out? It's not a date yet, man, but I'm looking at like maybe in the next two to three weeks, though. Oh, for almost for Halloween then. We're getting close, so. Yeah, I was thinking about waiting for Halloween. I actually probably should, but um, it really depends on how this how these last couple of sessions go as far as the mixing is concerned. Man, a huge honor to talk to you. Michael Myers, one of the all-time legends. Big up to you for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast. It was a real honor to talk to you, dude. No doubt, man. I appreciate the love, man. And, um, you know, let me know if you need something. Oh, of course. I'll definitely be uh, freeloading and bothering you. <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> 
all good. Uh, Michael Myers on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Once again, thanks, thanks again. Big up, dude. Oh, you got it, bro. Man, it was just such an honor to talk to Michael Myers. I've always been a fan of his, and I can't wait to hear the new stuff he's got coming out. Let's play another one from his album, Focus. We heard viruses earlier in the podcast. This is another one. We talked about this one in the interview. He has a video for this one as well. This is the one I was talking about where he's holding the Lucille bat like Negan, and there's a lot of Saw references in the song and in the video. So go check out this one right here. This is Venus Flytrap from Michael Myers off his album Focus on the Infinite Banter Podcast. You're gonna need a body bag, the worst weapon that you probably had. On the verge of a calamity, evil thoughts on the brink of insanity. In the land of the walking dead, I follow my thoughts instead. You don't protect yourself, man, and who will walk around with a back call it Lucille? See, I'm mentally deranged. Insane. I should be criminally detained. Turn your brain to raspberry meringue. Too many zombies in the game now. Many times should be ashamed now. See, I came to damage it. the crime scenes look like the work of an animal. There's body parts everywhere. Blood stains on every stair. The last laugh is Michael's laugh. Didn't know that you fucking with a psychopath. I've been pushed to the limit. Should have let stupid dogs lie, but you didn't. Grim Ripper pay a visit. Window with a stairs, man, which is it? I'm the motherfucking man, no being that face, spinning man like a Rambo. Better run for shelter. I call it helter skelter. Like lobby, I can't take. You fuck around and suffer the same fate. I'm the king of the homicide rap. Fuck to my finish fly trap, yo. I wanna play a game. So far in what could loosely be called your life, you've made a living watching others. Society would call you an informant, a rat, a snitch. I call you unworthy of the body you possess, of the life that you've been given. Now we will see if you are willing to look inward rather than outward to give up the one thing you rely on. I'm John Wick when I rap shit. Sound like a pause when I clap shit. You might use a hat tip or a chainsaw or an axe when I come to maim y'all. That's the game and I came to slay y'all. You get diminished from the scrimmage, let's play ball. Weirdos getting comfortable. First I'll call you out, then I come for you. You the hunter or the hunted. You really don't know to confront it. These youngsters get redundant with the mumble rap. It'll be a lot war if it come to that. Real lyrics is coming back. They come off the block like a running back. I say raw shit to make you all sick. Yeah, you fuck around and get nauseous. See, I can't do damage. Coming from the cabbage, goddammit. I'm OJ with a knife as a death wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. Try the next life. You ain't ready for the pressure. Caught a corner for the stretcher. We come through a ski mask and a handgun. Kidnap witnesses for the ransom. Better meet by the mans or get beat with my bare hands. This, that, brass knuckle rap. I'm a boom bap dude, man. I don't fuck with trap. Black moon, yeah, I fuck with that. When they say I'm busting raps like busting gas. I'm the king of the homicide rap. Fuck into my Venus fly trap, yo. Venus fly trap, yo. It's a death mask. The mask is on a spring timer. If you do not locate the key in time, the mask will close. Think of it like a Venus fly trap. What you are looking at right now is your own body. Not more than two hours ago. Don't worry, you're sound asleep and can't feel a thing. Hey yo, this is Gramzilla, Guy Grams, and you're rocking with DJ Soundwave on Infinite Banter. Keep it locked, peace.
Before I continue with the show, I'm going to do something different here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. I'm going to play a promo from a fellow podcaster. This is from the Live with Big Bruh podcast. Uh, big up to Big Bruh. What he's been doing, and a lot of us podcasters have been doing on Twitter, there's a little group that we formed, and what we do is we trade ideas and follow each other and talk about our podcasts and try to help each other grow our shows and get other people to listen and check it out. I'm going to play a promo here from him, and anybody that's listening, if you do a podcast, feel free to reach out. Maybe we can trade promos and play them on each other's shows. Uh, right now, we're going to play this promo from Live with Big Bruh on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And I'll get back with you in about 45 seconds. What's good, people? This is your boy, Big Bruh. I'm the host of Live with Big Bruh, a podcast where I keep it raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out. Live with Big Bruh is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and share it, and while you're at it, tell your friends to tell their friends to do the same thing. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Live with Big Bruh. And remember, they can hold you, but they can't stop you. Big Bruh, out. Yo, Channel 7, man, representing DJ Real One and Dre Cobbs. Go cop that album, Universal Law. Shout out to DJ Soundwave on Infinite Banner. Dopest pod out there. Go check it. Just like in the last episode with Guy Grams, I'm going to play four songs here from Michael Myers. He just has so much material, and I'm just trying to make sure that people don't leave this podcast without knowing who Michael Myers is. So definitely go check him out. There's another song I want to play for you guys. We're talking about it in the interview. The song of his that makes me really think about what embodies him, and that's Killing Spree. This is from his first album. It's been a long time coming. We talked about it in the interview, and I, I told him, like, if I had to introduce Michael Myers to a group of people or to one person or whoever, this would be a song I would hand them and say, here you go, listen to this. If you like this, there's a lot more. Well, I might as well just play that song so you guys can actually be introduced to it like I said I would in the interview. So here we go. This is Killing Spree. Uh, there's a remix version of this one too. Go check that out. But here's the original version off of that first album. It's been a long time coming. Just a really cool record, man. And uh, like the MC Light sample, scratches are ill. So definitely check this one out right here. Michael Myers from his first album. This is Killing Spree on the Infinite Banter Podcast. At night, move quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims found slain. With a 38, shout out the shot slugs lost in your chest plate. I got a new for bitch niggas who hang around me. Recruit, look at the dead bodies that lay around me. You see, I love to see a nigga with his neck slit. When the knife exits and blood spurts from his flesh, quick. His jugging is cut, he's on the ground hugging his nuts. Cause he never felt this kind of pain. Oxygen leaks from your brain. 20 seconds before you pronounce lane. You complain, there's no life that remains. Regain consciousness, I kick your esophagus, now you're left lifeless. Trifling as that seems, I can do much worse. Imagine the shit I do to see you in the hearse. When you hurt, I'm happy as hell, huh? We can go toes with my gun clapping and swell. I'm on the killing spree. State to state with a nickel plate. Going from home to home, putting prunes to dome. Going all across America, scaring your guns. Lyrically, Mike Mike is just on the killing spree. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims found trained. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. Killing everybody in sight. On to the next 
victim, let's pick him. A white boy in the Lexus, let's lick him. I put the gun to the window, but he don't know. He's in another world blitz, busy sniffing some blow. So I let off one, see if he will respond. The shot hit the dashboard, ricocheted his arm. Got a pass in the kill. Blasting and wheel, blood splashed on my grills. My kills up close and personal. My arsenal is equipped to lynch. Brutalizing all because I got a bloodthirst to quench. A bloodbath is the only way that I get clean. Bullets pierce the spleen from an M16 or an AK, no Hollywood style. I get so way clean with dead bodies for miles. All smiles turn to frowns when I enter your town. Cause I put you down like purple witch when it comes to murder hits. Going from state to state with a nickel plate. Going from home to home, putting thrones to dome. Going on across America, scaring your cause lyrically. White Mike is on a killing spree. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims around slang. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. Found was a bloody hatchet and a bloody mattress and the slain body of a bloody actress. First name Sharon, last name Tate. Was this the work of man's in the minus of weight? I can take lives, state knives, fuck an AK or a nine. I use blue evil sluggers, the blood's in, motherfuckers, it's not all good. I'm the rap version of Blair Underwood and just cause niggas must pause as I bust all. My four pounder will ground ya, got you scared like a bitch with my whole crew surround ya. I'm down to do what it takes, deliberately make the industry shake because I'm finna be great. Erasure like Schwarzenegger, stake you out before I take you out. I duct tape your mouth, send a nigga south for heaven with a Mac 11. Is y'all feeling me? I have the ability to kill him, seeds. Going from state to state with a nickel plate. Going from home to home, putting chrome to domes. Going all across America, scaring your cause lyrically. Mike Mikes is on the killing spree. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims around slang. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims around slang. At night, moving quickly on the new mission. When it comes to microphones, I leave my victims around slang. Quick, quickly on, 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 on the new, new, new mission. Hey, yeah, what's up? This your boy, the legendary Cool Rock Ski from the legendary Fat Boys. I'm here on Infinite Banter, and we're going to rock the house. Yes, sir. So I don't know if you guys saw the news, but Public Enemy has a new album coming out. I mean, they've released that song, State of the Union, with DJ Premier. There's also that Fight the Power remix with new verses from Nas, Black Thought, to name a few. Well, they are back on Def Jam Records. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. They're coming back September 25th, new album, What You Gonna Do When The Grid Goes Down is the name of the album, released on Def Jam for the first time in, when was the last time they had a Def Jam album? Like, Music and Our Message or whatever that was. That was probably like 94. So it's been like over 25 years since they released an album on Def Jam. So that's just really historic. So look for that. September 25th, brand new album from Public Enemy, and also a brand new album from Paris. We're living in an era right now with a with a clown president, and a lot of the conscious hip-hop is really starting to come out. And, you know, Paris and Public Enemy are two of the group's artists that I think of immediately when you think of, like, what's going on in the world and somebody needs to speak on it. Paris has a new song, a new video. It's animated. It's awesome. It's called Baby Man Hands. And, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of that orange clown. So anytime somebody puts out a record about him, I'm definitely, definitely on board. So check out Paris. He has a new album coming out, Safe Space Invader. 
drops this month as well. So a lot of good conscious hip-hop coming out. Just getting ready for that November date when we get to vote this idiot out of there. Please go out and vote. Get this guy out of office. This is enough already. This chaos, this mass confusion. I can't take it anymore. Got to get him out of there. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But real quick, I had a couple more things before I get out of here. Don't push me out the door just yet, Kirk. Also want to promote Low Fly from DJ Real One and Catch 22. That dropped September 4th. It's on Bandcamp as well. Icy Palm Records. I've been posting about it. Go check out the links that I've posted on Twitter at Infinite Banter, Instagram, Infinite Banter Podcast, Facebook, follow me at Infinite Banter. But I've been posting about it. Check it out. Really cool. Lots of instrumentals on there. These two dudes together just bringing that production and go check out Low Fly. It's on a cassette. I got the cassette in the mail the other day for the pre-order. There's a digital version of the album as well. I got the Bandcamp app and I got to hear the whole thing. So definitely go check out Low Fly from DJ Real One and Catch 22. Real One longtime friend of mine and definitely a contributor for this show the music you hear at the beginning and at the end that is his production so definitely want to give a shout out to them go check out that album and one last thing you know i'm a big comic book nerd so you know that the news of chadwick boseman passing hit me hard and uh you know it's a longtime fan of his i need to see his new movie that came out with spike lee the five bloods it's on Netflix, you know, the whole thing without going to movie theaters and such. The only way you could really see it is on Netflix. Such a talent. I always thought for years, two of my favorite Marvel characters that I wish would have a movie would have been Black Panther and Moon Knight. Well, I got my Black Panther movie, but I still am waiting for the Moon Knight film. But Chadwick Boseman just knocked it out the park. What a talent. Uh, the first time I think I saw him in a movie was when I went to go see 42, the Jackie Robinson film in the movie theater some years back. And I was thinking at the time, like, wow, this dude's really good. He's portraying Jackie Robinson and in a way that I was just happy to see on film finally getting his due and then I saw him in the James Brown film Get On Up Chadwick Boseman is just just a really great actor and he will definitely be missed the amazing thing is battling colon cancer for four years and still putting out movies still visiting hospitals and visit kids I mean just look up some of the stuff he was doing it's just incredible his legacy will go on forever and all the you know the kids that have grown up with a Black Panther movie seeing somebody on screen that looks like them in a superhero film you can't measure how great that is how big of a deal that really is so that's why a lot of people who don't understand why people make such a big deal out of this it's a big deal i remember how broken up i was when christopher reeve died it's a huge thing when a superhero icon on screen passes and uh, i have no idea what they're gonna do with the franchise going forward i don't know if that's the right question to be asking at this time but uh, rest in peace to chadwick boseman just one of the all-time legends in the movie industry and doing comic book films and everything he's done jackie robinson james brown thurgood marshall just respect to the king and rest in peace to chadwick boseman for real man i'm just that one really hit me hard i i just can't believe that he passed at such a young age i think i saw black panther three times in a theater so it's if it's not the best it's one of the top two or three Marvel movies in that franchise series. So, you know, once again, uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda forever without a doubt, and definitely uh, respect to his his craft and everything he did, and generations to come, uh, he will always be revered as one of the great actors. So definitely uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. All right, that's it. The show is over. I'm out of here. Once again, big shout out to Michael Myers. Go check him out on Bandcamp. His whole discography is there. We'll leave you with one last song. We talked about on the interview 
how there's going to be a remix album for It's Been a Long Time Coming. And one of the songs on there that everybody knows is the one with Freddie Fox, Wanna Be an MC. Well, he sent me this one. This is a remix version to that song. And it's, it's great. I mean, I, just, I like remixes when the song is nothing like the original. It's different. It's like a new song. And that's exactly what this is right here. So this is Wanna Be an MC off of the remix album coming up from Michael Myers. It's Been a Long Time Coming 20th Anniversary Remix Album. Cannot wait to hear that come out. But once again, Again, thanks to Michael Myers. And until I do another episode, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Instrument banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.